HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the show Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible. Starring your hosts, me, Brent and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine, and dough. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, banquet. Three, go, 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 go. Whiskey tango, fox, whiskey, whiskey tango. Foxtrot. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, episode number 20, the big 2 That's two decades, that's one score, however you'd like to look at it, that is, uh, that is four nickels. <laughs> worth of episodes uh, that is four nickels worth of episodes welcome to life's a banquet podcast the podcast about the highs and lows of all things edible spreadable and pourable wow Bretton, you nailed it it only yeah, took 20 out. episodes i'm a real professional now <laughs> uh kids thank you for listening thank you listeners uh we wanted to talk to you are you listening norway 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 uh, hi norway wearing the the jeans and the white t-shirt uh-huh you mm-hmm. we see you we see you perfect just we have to- a listener we have listeners in Norway other than our friend Paulina, mm-hmm. who is in Norway and listening. But that is right. there's more of you. If you're out there, please email us and sh- and let us know who you are. Thank you for all the wonderful feedback and comments. People were asking questions. Uh, we got those the ones about like good cornbread recipes. Oh, so, yeah. And we try to answer everything as quickly as we possible. Again, Instagram is also a really great way to get a hold of us. Yes, the kids are all doing it. Mm-hmm. Direct messages. We will respond to every one of your queer <laughs> Is <laughs> even my mom's on Instagram. Your mom, the internet is not safe anymore. Yeah, no, no. Car- Bob and Carly and my parents. Bob and Carly. Bob and, and Carly. Do mm-hmm. they share a dual Instagram? They do, and they. My mom says she sees pictures on the on the phone. You know. Uh huh. My mom goes. I was on blah blah blah's Instagram. She stalks. She doesn't have a picture. She just has a name. She mm-hmm. never likes or comments on anything ever. She's a voyeur. Unless she's drunk. She's a voyeur. And she'll she'll go. I was on Breton's Instagram the other day, but she mentions Instagram more than anyone. Bobby, I'm calling you out. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby. You're outed. Well, well, now we got you. We You're, got you, Bobby. And then I'll be like, Mom, like. You know, I'll say something about it. And she's like, I, I don't know how to use it. I don't like it. I don't even know what I'm doing. I just go on. I'm like, it's okay to it's like just Instagram. It's like, you know what? The old, What I tell my mom, I said, it's like, remember the old days? For those of you that are born after 
oh god the year 2000 you used to look in a photo album <laughs> the year 2000 yeah, we used to go to a restaurant and somebody would get back from a trip and you would go and you would bring a photo album or you yeah. get the the, the the pictures that you printed out from walgreens or cbs and exactly. you would go through them and be like now this is when we're in front of the coliseum <laughs> uh okay oh my god don't look at that one that's bad oh, <laughs> yeah that, like one of a, a butt comes up you're yeah, like yeah. Ah. oh exactly <laughs> uh i will never forget you want to hear a good story everybody oh here's a good story uh, remember the days of disposable cameras? You might. Oh, yes. Millennials, you might see them occasionally. I still have some. Mm-hmm. Weddings still use them. So uh, I was waiting tables at my very first real waiter job. It was mm-hmm. called Jumpin' Jacks. It was a copycat of, uh, what's that thing called? The TGR Fridays. It was okay. a TGR Fridays copycat. Lots of flair. Mm-hmm. We had to wear buttons on our suspenders. Oh, We had to sing happy God. birthday to what guests. What the hell? What did you do? What was uh, your I was job? Waiter. Oh. I was a waiter. Wow. Okay. And so the restaurant was really cool. It was in Kohler, Wisconsin, and you had to go. There was an outdoor floating deck. Remember, I told you the story when I like dropped all my drinks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There was a pier, so there was that job. There was also a sun yes. deck, so we would have to serve people on the sun deck because people. It was part of a hotel, so people could okay. go. Okay. So listen, check this out before yes. we get into it. And this wife comes up to me. It was an old man and a woman, probably in their seventies, and she said, "Oh." Oh, you know, waiter, would you please take a picture of me and my husband? Okay. I said, absolutely. You know, give, yeah. me, give me that disposable cram. You know, <laughs> click, 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 wine, wine, wine. Uh, and he was in a swimsuit on a lounge chair. Wait sunning. a minute. Hold was on. balls in it? His balls were hanging out of the side of his purple swimsuit. <laughs> And I was mere, I was just a little 18 year old and I just was like, well, let's get a damn picture of that. Oh. So I took like five pictures of his balls. And you like zoomed and in I on said, the balls. And I said, I was like, can I get a little bit closer? <laughs> I was a smart little 18 year old. And then I went back. I was like, they're perfect. You know what's so funny? You kids, oh you can't do that God. now with an iPhone because they'd be like, wait, let me see. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, caught right in hand. Exactly. Caught purple. Purple, purple bald purple ball oh my god that's bald. amazing so that was that that's really funny uh, zara tell me about your week i just zara just made me a delicious salad wasn't that good that oh, was like a clean god. out the fridge salad but it was still really good roasted veggies some toasted almonds toasted smoked almonds roasted veggies kale um some chopped tuna kale. oh yum Can- a nice jar of flat tuna which is the most unattractive flot, name for anything flot? Flot. Isn't that a name of a Russian airline? I don't know, but who's like deciding? What should we name our tuna company? I've got it. Flot. Flot. Uh, flot. Uh, <laughs> so, well, hey, it's doing really it's well. It's Italian tuna. It's the one Italian word that I've ever heard that doesn't end in a vowel. Flot. It probably was some more, you know, some other influence. Anyway, we're working for Flot now. Okay, it's so great tuna. salad. Great salad. Um, What's been going on my week? Well, <clears throat> Funny I should ask. Funny you should ask. So What's so funny? My I have this tire, I'm not you guys. Oh my dad, the tire, the my tire. dad died. Uh for anyone who's just joining the podcast. I have Rest a dead is, dad. Rest in peace, Johnny. In I miss peace. you every exactly. day. Um anyway, so I'm gonna go cry. You can finish the story. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna pause. Okay, we're back. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Um try those tears. So I got a flat tire coming back from Asheville mm-hmm. like forever ago. I flew off the road. This was like six months ago when we were just little young podcasters just beginning. I think mm-hmm. I told this story. Before we were rich and famous. Exactly. Now exactly. we're podcasting from the uh, top of the Plaza Hotel. That's right. Just kidding. Donald Trump owns the Plaza Hotel. We're never going there. We're never going. Um. So anyway. I had uh, the Chinese board it. Oh, really? I don't know. That's what they said. Anyway, too complicated. Yeah, Let's yeah. stay out of the Plaza we are here. Into the world are. <clears throat> We're at the Hanson Place in Brooklyn. We are Brooklyn kids. We're at the top of the rock. And just so everybody knows, if you're not in New York, we don't live in Williamsburg. 
Oh. We're not those people. No, no. We live in brownstone lined streets. There's Italian it's, delis on the corner. Yeah. You can get fresh mozzarella from a guy that stalks me. Totally. It's all very glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, back to my story. Oh, yeah. You're so I'm so giving sorry. you a build up here. Okay. God, build I, it. I got a flat tire months ago. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, a bit of air yes, you has have a... been leaking out of my yes, tire. Yes, one needs a new tire. One does need a new tire. Yes. So about once a week, I have to get put air in my tire. Yesterday, it was so flat that I called AAA mm-hmm. to come bring the air to me. Now, as we've mentioned, I think, in last <laughs> week's episode, Breton and Preston had a gay old time collecting black walnuts. Ah, yes. Oh, black walnuts. Black walnuts. It was fun for you guys, yeah, where right? where are they? Where are they? Well, it's so funny you ask, because yeah, yesterday... where are the walnuts that I hadn't, want? hadn't gone into my car in, a, like, a about a week. Mm-hmm. Since I've collected the black walnuts. Exactly. You had mentioned they were still in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I couldn't wait. They were drying out. Yes. Well, they were drying out. Okay. So, so what's yesterday when so where are they? The gentleman, the lovely gentleman from AAA comes over. He really was lovely. He was very very gorgeous. Oh, nice really? guy. No. Hot, oh. He was wearing a three-piece suit though. Okay, well Oh, well, that's very nice. <laughs> three-piece. Well, AAA He is. was wearing a five-piece suit. <laughs> it was just... five. He had seven pieces of suit on. It was incredible. <laughs> not one, not two, not three, four, five, six, but seven. He was wearing a three-piece suit with a Santa suit over it. So anyway, he comes over, and I'm getting, Super I go in the car. And I'm like, what is this a pungent aroma oh, in my like car? like citrus and black walnuts. Kind of. It has like a weird smell like oh, the yeah. black walnuts it didn't smell bad but it didn't smell good it's it was like medicinal it does it has a medicinal it has some citrus but it's almost eucalyptus-y yes very much like eucalyptus but also earthy and, and mushroomy or yes. something right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay like a mushroom well, eucalyptus. also these were probably on the ground and they were probably starting to there was something okay awry okay so for anyone who doesn't know what a black walnut looks like in the wild when it falls off a tree and it's not you know past it's its like prime. a green golf ball yeah it's like a it's a green golf ball so uh i go in the car and i see these black blackened little balls and yeah I'm like, they turn hmm, they turn black interesting the walnuts turn black so i'm like i dump them out and then the guy's like what you got there and i'm like oh my Did he really have that accent oh yes that part is true hey, he's like what you got there and i was like hey, oh my silly friend went around collecting black walnuts from long island <laughs> he's like why'd you let him do that and i was like i don't know good question so, so he picks one of them up and he goes to like break it open <sighs> and he does and i don't know like about ten thousand maggots oh start god. crawling out of it and he goes oh my god this thing is full of worms <laughs> maggots it was full of maggots. And I was like, I just, we just had a like Larry David moment of looking at each other. And he was like, what the hell is going on with this woman? She just pulls like, and there was so many of them. And you're probably in your head being like, why is my friend Breton freaking leaving this stuff in my car? There was so many black walnuts and maggots. so many maggots. And I just couldn't it's possibly. weird. They were just in the back of your car yeah, incubating. Just and eating. They were pro- I didn't see maggots when I got them because they were little baby seedlings. Yes. Yeah. That what? turned into full grown. It Think was of the noise. <laughs> yeah. They were like. <laughs> Zara called me. She's like, I got a bone to pick with you. I was like, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm busy. What's it? She's like, The black one. I was like, Yeah, where are they? I need them. And she's like, They're filled with maggots. I'm like, I might have seen a couple of maggots when I was picking them, but don't worry about it. You knew they were maggots and I you still let them go in the car? Don't call me out on this. What if my car is full of maggots? My first concern when I heard the story was 
my Christmas cookies are ruined. Not like, oh, <laughs> Your I'm so car sorry has, been, <laughs> has been co-opted by maggots and is like no longer drivable. You your, get, your dead you father's car. You get an accident, you fall over, and then like instead of like them <laughs> saving you, the maggots just start eating you alive. <laughs> Immediately. I'm going to like take my car up to this party that I have to work tonight, and then like I'm going to get out, and my leg's going to be gone. It's going to be eaten by maggots. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, well, never yeah. let Brent borrow your car. What were the other things that were in there? There was the other giant Those fruits. Those are called Osage uh osage oranges or something osage they're big things yeah they're these pods that fall off this uh off the the tree there's actually a, a, blo- a martha stewart blog about them oh well those were also full of maggots and th- they were yeah oh darn it anyway those are supposed to be natural roach repellents but oh. clearly the maggots didn't care yeah. about that <laughs> they right, well, ro- let's talk let's talk what did you cook besides let's Let's you want to switch leave from this maggots? To rest. Well, it is I Halloween. Feel it is yes, creepy maggots. Ooh, creeping maggots. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, what else did you make? Okay, um, what else did I make oh, I just this had a... week? I made. Well, I'm doing a party tonight mm, for some clients of mine party. that I, I really like a lot. I worked with them a lot, and uh, I did a stuffed flounder with mushrooms and uh how does spinach can i, can I stop you there no how do you, I'm how going. Did you stuff your flounder uh <laughs> you know, when I'm i feel like this is like kids. Set up for a, every kids kids go get some lemonade <laughs> no sorry how do you how do you, you stuff your flounder <laughs> well i roll it into a into a fold and then okay. I, you know so it's long and flat flounder is a flat white fish it's right? a flat white fish mm-hmm. this is like local beautiful flounder okay i take it i sprinkle it with some melt on sea salt i made a stuffing like a simple stuffing of like lots of herbs leeks breadcrumbs bread panko breadcrumbs i didn't actually use any um any eggs wow yeah pecorino cheese vermouth mm-hmm. and classic. uh Since and then I, what i wanted to really <laughs> talk to you guys about is that i made the perfect roasted mushrooms mm, i did not crowd the pan i take my oven i say oven you go up to 425 degrees right now i take a sheet tray i cover it in olive oil i throw on very like oh boy 400 okay uh, yeah 425 very sporadic amount uh, I don't, i'm not saying this right like not a very overcrowded pan of mushrooms okay so very so we're seeing few. some silver. Lots there. of space. Lots, lots of, of silver. Space, lots of space. You no salt. No salt. And then I, I throw it in 425 that. for about, I don't know, 15 minutes. And it came out like mushroom candy. Mushroom. They were shiitake mushrooms. Oh, I, I have some mushroom candies. Would you like to take them? It is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ate them yeah. and now I'm tripping my balls off. Yeah. I'm tripping my purple my balls. Purple <laughs> photographer balls off. I bet they have that photograph framed in their house. I somewhere. hope so. What did you make this week? Mm, oh, I had so I had to do some food styling stuff. Yeah, and I made lots of chicken wings. Uh, I'm not allowed to say where I was working, but it was for a very well-known magazine. Wow. Uh, and anyway, but it was uh, so chicken wings were chicken some, wing monthly. Yeah, so I had to make a lot of different kinds of chicken wings. I did some with cornstarch, some with flour, some oh, with cool. like a, a slurry cornstarch. We fry it. Some we did grilled. Some we did parbaked and grilled and different sauces and merit. It was wow. actually really fun. I learned a lot awesome. about chicken wings. What did you, what was the thing that you learned well, most? Well, one thing I learned was I think that's weird that we eat wings. Like, just it's like very this. weird. Also, and it's weird they don't fly, but yeah, it's weird so many fl- wings. So many wings. And then I just kind of thought, I had chickens and I just was like, oh, this is, if Annabelle, my, that's my, she's still alive. She's my pet chicken that I left in Denver that my brother has now. But I thought this, two of these is, keeps Annabelle alive. And yeah. And well, they just, could probably live without the wings. Yeah, I guess we could snip them off. But um, so that was really cool. And I learned that my favorite kind of wing was something that was, you know, 
the classic where you you are done frying it and then you toss it in this wonderful sauce. Yeah. So you can, you know, like they'll do crystal hot sauce that's with butter, favorite. right? Crystal and butter. That's yeah, all yeah. you need. You can add a little sugar if you wanted to. Just Ooh, to like a little sp- honey. A little honey. A little honey. Those are breath. That was a cute P.S. That was the cutest laugh. What? <laughs> that one? You just looked so cute that's so when you were doing funny. it, too. You just like, you just were like, you shook like a little like, elf. A shook like that. I'm most happy about those, those wings. That sounds uh, good. Wings. I'm making some coconut cookies. What the hell? Lots of Spanish tortilla. I made lots of beans. I'm making. Um, oh, of course. Breton's beans. Once again, somehow missed. I guess my bean invitation got lost. In the yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what I made. This oh, is a good one. Okay. Oh, folks. Uh, I inspired my friend Maya. I made, I was thinking it got very cold in New York and it I thought, oh, I need something Bridget. very heavy and fattening. Freezing. So I made, I had all this leftover broccoli mm. that you got for this, this yes. food selling thing. And then I, uh, I, I roasted it and then I made it into broccoli, cheddar, beer, soup. Was it delicious? What kind it's of beer did you end up I, using? I, uh, I used a, a Sapporo. Ooh. And then there was another one that was on sale for $2 for a large can. It was okay. all I could for. Oh, uh, Coors. So it's got a little bit of Coors. It's some other kind of yeah. a French brand, Coors, I cool. think. Cool. 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 And then I also, so then I use some Sapporo, and, you know, I just cook down. It's really cool. easy. I add some chicken stock. You make a little roux. That's like, you know, the, white, the butter with the mm-hmm. flour. You thicken it up with some milk, some heavy cream. Mm. And then at the last minute, you know, when it dissolves, you kind of puree it. You can use a stick blender or put it in your mm-hmm. Vitamix or your blender. And then you add, I finish it with a little bit of beer. And then you add the cheese and Jeez. then you stew it. And then you, I want it. I was going to serve. Well, I haven't made the unit yet. In a bread bowl. You make a bread bowl. And I thought, oh, I want broccoli, beer, cheddar soup in a bread bowl, which has amazing 3,900 calories per serving. And I don't care. That is a lot, but that's so amazing. I don't know if it really does. Any, but- like any food where you can eat the dish is yeah, perfect. This like, is what we should all. A taco salad. Yeah. What else? That's, That's right, President. It. President, we have a wonderful recipe for President Trump's favorite beef taco salad. <laughs> oh, Apparently, he makes the best. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm and, sure it's really good. It's just like a well done hamburger with like Ortega yeah, on yeah. top. JK. Uh, so that yeah, broccoli cheer, butter cheer, cheer, cheer. Broccoli che- and cheer soup. Guess what? I want to say one other thing that happened to me because it was so upsetting. It oh, nearly yes, ruined my whole life. I am ready to hear your life being ruined. About. I got stung by a bee. bee. Zara came over. A bee. We actually had a meeting uh, about a future. About my bee sting. <laughs> yeah, bee sting. We were we were having a, we were having a meeting about a future live event that Zara and I are going to produce, perform, star, record. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> we're gonna tell you about it next week. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a little something coming up, very exciting. Uh, anyway, so Zara runs over as we were having the meeting. I'm like, oh, here she comes with her drama. <laughs> She's like, I got stung by a bee. I'm like, yeah, it was probably a mosquito, and it's probably a fly, and you're just being dramatic. <laughs> sure enough. Your knee was very large. I cr- immediately crushed up some aspirin. I didn't. I we got about the it. aspirin out. We never did it. We I'm fine, distracted. but I have to be honest with you. It's like more funky now than it was before. Yeah, they don't call it a bee sting for nothing. What is the bee sting cocktail? Gin, honey, and lemon. I think so. I think right? so. I too. should know this. I used to bartend forever. A bee sting cocktail is pretty good. Yeah, I'm one of those I'm bartenders. Not, like, huge that... into honey, to be honest with you, in a cocktail. Yeah. I like it on like a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or in a salad um, dressing. Okay, so that that led me to think about something. What did it? Well, do you know what whiskey tango stands for? Uh, WT. You know? Like yeah, when yeah. you're trying to say something, you say like the Whis- whole word. Yeah, but it means something for white trash. Oh, really? I don't know. That's what the Urban Dictionary said. Really? I was thinking about that. 
Wow. So what made you think about whiskey, Breton? Well, we were thinking about our topic for this week. Something brown, whiskey. something Did you know warm. That, yes. Our topic's whiskey, people. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey. What a, what a broad topic. How dare you two nobodies from Brooklyn tend to go to delve into the large and I know. The gigantic history of whiskey. Our southern listeners and our Irish listeners and our Scottish listeners and our Canadian listeners and our Japanese listeners are all going to be very upset with Not, this What's the episode. old saying? Not all bourbon... It, or all whiskey. What is not that all not, bourbon. Not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. Exactly. God, I could never get that right. Well, you know what I learned? I I mean, I'm not going to start my topic, my story quite yet, but I did learn that uh, bourbon Kentucky is actually a place. And that's yeah. where the only, well, that was like the DOC basically. Like for, do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, please. Uh, do you you had some interesting history about whiskey? I do. Right? I have. I just have some interesting, like, fun facts about yeah, whiskey. Yes, give us a little fun facts. I okay. love facts. So you know, I didn't do like a ton of research Jeopardy. into the history of it because my I'm gonna I'm gonna do my story yeah, second. Let's other... end on a low note today. I'm doing the low. I'll tell you what. You want good history on on bourbon and whiskey? Go to and Wikipedia. Scotch. Go to like a really really expensive fancy cocktail bar where the bartender has like you know a oh, parted yeah. hair and suspenders. And a suspender. And he has like some nice scruff and he's like really handsome and is shaking the cocktail, you know, that has the yes. shaker perfect. You know, he's like, that's the Tokyo shake. Uh, or ask our friend, uh, Robbie Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Ask was just, somebody. I was like talking to him the other day. I'm like, what are you? He's like, I'm inside reading. I'm like, what are you reading? He's like, just a book on whiskey. And then this other book on yeah. whiskey. I was if like, you want to wow, know, that's amazing. <laughs> if you want to know how you can use whiskey in your cake and glaze it, you talk to me and Zara and yes. then how to have a party and get drunk in whiskey. You call and email us because we'll tell you all about that. Yes, we will. If you want to know about where it came from and the history of it, mm-hmm. call God. But we'll give a little briefing. Go ahead, Zara. What do you got? Okay, Show this us. is a little bit I know. Uh, between us. the years like 1000 and 1200 AD oh, is kind of like when it becomes on the books. Um, Just shortly after Jesus' death. Yeah, like about a thousand years got after Jesus' death. Um, AD stands for after death. Oh, I thought it meant... Uh... <laughs> A donut. A donut. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So the Scottish and the Irish monasteries uh, didn't have like vineyards. So Mm -hmm. there was no like grapes and stuff in Scotland and Ireland. So they just started distilling uh, fermenting grains and mash like that. And that's how the, that's where they get the first distillation of modern whiskey. Um, so there's five regional whiskeys that are faux show. And then there's two additional ones that oh, sometimes really? people tack on as being like, so what are the five? The five, the top five are obviously scotch whiskey, scotch. which, you know, is tends to, can be smoky and peaty. It's mm-hmm. scotch. Like if you're like, I want a scotch on the rocks. If you you're my, of, yeah. my grandmother, rest in peace. That's what you would drink. Irish whiskeys like Jameson's or like Bushmills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky whiskey is bourbon. Yep. Um, you got the Jack Daniels, rye? right? The, Bourbon or rye can well, be no, from rye Kentucky. Well, ha- no, rye has to be, I think it, it wasn't rye, something about New York State, and it had to be oh. less than, fi- it had to be like 50% rye and like 50% oh, really? mash. Yeah, there's the whole thing about it. I Crazy. used to know it when I was a knowledgeable human being. Wow. And then Canadian whiskey, which is um, uh, actually the second most, uh, where is it here, is the number one imported spirit to the United States. Wow. Yeah. It's well, second in that? consumption only to vodka, which I would think would make vodka the number one. So this is a funny, weird fact, but put it this way. I didn't know any, I don't know anyone that drinks Canadian whiskey, but, um, I was also reading that in Mad My Men. My grandfather drank it. Like Canadian club or like yeah, Seagram's. It's it Canadian club. He would have a Canadian club in Manhattan. It's very fifties. Seven in the morning. That's what Don Draper drank. Yeah. On Mad Men, whenever you see them drinking whiskey, it's Canadian club. 
Um, okay, what else do I have here? Another fun fact. In Gaelic, whiskey translates to, I'm definitely going to pronounce this wrong, but Usais Beth- oh, Bethea yes. or water well, of life. Of course it is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, a lot of people would say that. Um, more than 50% of the purchase price of a fifth of whiskey in the U.S. goes to taxes. Oh, the, God. From the whiskey taxes. Isn't that so crazy, though? I think yeah, it's just it. whiskey. I don't know if it's like alcohol. Well, I'm sure it changes state to state. My confu- my curiosity ended after I read the one sentence. I was like, that's enough information for me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Um, and then also, this is one thing that I thought was super nuts, is that whiskey is actually beer. Yeah, somebody was Without the hops. That. Yep. Um, that's been distilled two or three times. And some whiskey does have hops in it. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a part... In my research, there was something that I found that was talking about that. Really? Yeah. I have one more thing I want to say about whiskey. One more fun fact. Una cosita más por Okay. Whiskey. There's a really cool bar here, and we're going to talk about our favorite mm. cocktail bars later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But there's a very cool bar that's on the top of, like, in the back of this, like, yakitori place. What is that neighborhood called? Stuyvesant Town? Stuyvesant something? Wait, on the corner of... By um, where the Japanese market is? Yeah, 9th Street. Yeah. Above Angel, Angel Share. Angel Share. Angel Share. Do you know what Angel Share is? Like the term? I didn't no. know until what today. It, what does it mean? Angel share refers to the fact that each year, 4% of whiskey will evaporate. <gasps> and they call it the angel share. Because we're giving it to the angels? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it just disappears. Mommy, dude, angels drink whiskey. Why just whiskey? I don't know. Maybe that, Maybe that's... Maybe it happens to gin and we don't know it. Again, this is where my curiosity ended and I was like, this is enough for me. So this maybe it does happen to gin. It's when I gra- found the nearest cocktail lounge and grabbed yeah. myself a cocktail. Like, this is too much. It's making my head hurt. Anyway, so those are some fun facts. And this week, I think we're going to continue with this. One of us does the high, one of us does the low. It seems to be working well. Yeah, you know what? I feel like I have a really... Uh, I, this is a story. We'll we'll just start going into this it. This is a story all about how my life got twist turned upside down, down. And I'm going to take a minute, just sit right there down. and I'll tell you about became the prince, prince of a of town Bel-Air. called bel-air <laughs> that's how i learned spanish in spain was i watched the entire <laughs> the entire of, show in spanish in spanish it was dubbed over but i'd already seen it in english so that's how i what so i knew what the episodes were about <laughs> that's amazing and, and it was like a spanish rap. Do you know the like, do you know it in spanish no i mean i'd have no this was years ago yeah well so this story about a certain type of whiskey okay or bourbon should i say mm. it goes back it's steeped in their family. Now, many people have covered this story before, but I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was very appropriate for this time of year. Uh, and you've all heard of this, but I'll just get to this because you'll you'll talk about that. But this started this family this family started making this special brew that had a secret recipe Ooh. back in like the late seventeen well late seventeen hundred seventeen eighty four approximately, and it was an area known as the Kentucky Territory. Before it was a state. And now uh, they basically, this particular gentleman started making brew and he gathered all the grains. There was two, there was a surplus of grains. The farmers couldn't feed it all their cattle. They weren't eating it. Right. Again, this is, imagine the days when this was sparsely populated, this area. It wasn't even a state yet. Yeah. The cows are riding the men. Cows are in men. Okay, so now around 1786, the it became Bourbon County, and then I think in, in around 1792 uh, is when Kentucky became the 15th state of the Union. Okay, and then Bourbon County kind of dissolved, and there was like different areas. It was split up or something, uh, and there was this man, Robert Samuelson, who was making his 
his version of the whiskey back then. Okay. Who knows how they made it? I'm sure they didn't have professional distillers, but yeah. uh, again, contact your I bet it was strong. <laughs> again, yeah, I bet it was tasted. <laughs> I don't know. Who contact knows? Contact Robbie Nelson with all questions. Yeah, exactly. About Robbie, every, anything well, that we don't know. <laughs> oh, wait, can you hand me that whiskey sauce for, this, uh, for the souffle I'm pouring? Thank you. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then 1840. Now, a few generations pass, right? I love how in history, remember, you're like, the miracle of time passing. Yes. You're like, now, just, uh, you know, 50 years later. Starway. The family's, yeah, Starway. The family's still making this whiskey. Now, uh, this was the original guy, remember, Robert Samuels. Mm-hmm. This is the guy. It's, it's a very names. complicated story because there's lots of family members. Imagine the Old South, Kentucky. People are smoking cigars. Picture Different it. families. It sounds amazing. Actually, when I was reading about whiskey, I was reading some of the same stuff. And I... Had- oh, the squirrel. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Sorry God about that. damn it. Anyway, I was picturing the same kind of thing. I was like, man, must have been actually kind of cool back then. Yes, you did die maybe at like 12 on average. But also... Like, imagine the, the smokiness and the clothing and the swashbuckling. and yes. I guess not really swashbuckling. That's more maritime. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Well, it was the happening. The railroads and the yes. clanking and the clanking. oil. People like exactly blacksmiths walking by. Yes. People grounding, milling flour for mm-hmm. bread to make. Almost a smell. People not bathing for months at a time. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Lots of pheasant. Yeah, and... like come into our house and <laughs> under this like linen that's never washed in their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Have a uh, so Robert's grandson, this guy, it's 1840, he decides to commercialize this operation. They're still making whiskey. It's in the family. And, you know, things kind of go awry. Uh, and then the family takes over 1898. Fast forward yet another 55. You know, the family's still doing it. Yeah, this. they're keeping it up. Keeping it up. People are drinking whiskey. Uh, and then this, uh, his name was Leslie B. And he was the son of Ro- of the original guy, Robert's grandson. So okay. I know, right? We're the generations. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about the details. I'm with you. Right? And then, so it was the brewery and distillery. This is when, the, you know, they were making beer uh, and whiskey. Shot, shot in a beer. Shot, a shot in, a, in a beer. beer. I want that right now. Uh, no, don't. It's bad for you. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm looking at your skin and I- it's... I don't know what to say. <laughs> Just kidding. Your skin looks great. I have a lot uh, of makeup on. <laughs> so this Leslie guy op- was operating this brewing distillery. Now there was a giant fire. 1909. All right. So right before <gasps> World War One. Oh my goodness. It destroyed 9,000 barrels. $100,000 worth of loss in today's equivalent. That's a lot. That's a lot. So there was some, another distillery, you know, some company. There's tons of people making it. They decide to buy off the rest of what was left. Okay. The buildings, you know, whatever was not fire. And Leslie, this guy, was like, well, fine, you can have everything, but I want to remain the manager and I'm going to keep my little share. Okay. Right? Okay, great. So it's still in the family. Uh, and then, you know, 1920, we know uh, what happened. Prohibition. Prohibition. Frickin Pro a motherfucking Although vision. apparently there was something like people were drinking like a half a gallon of whiskey every day or it was like the national average. People were drinking a lot more during Prohibition. You gotta watch if you if you really want to know about this, I can recommend watch Ken Burns. The Ken Burns Prohibition. I never because, saw it, oh but it's amazing. My, it's long and it's lengthy, but it is informative. Get out and of it town. Talks a li- get, I'm out of town right now. Bye. <laughs> no, stay in town. Okay, I need I'm to back. hear the end of this story. So now listen, so nineteen thirty three, Prohibition happens. Boom, miracle of time passing. Oh, look, yay, all those dead people and people that went to jail. It's okay, it's 1933, and, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they get it back up and running. Leslie dies in 1936. Um, well, he had a son, uh, T.W. Samuels. It was known. He was known as Bill Sr. Uh, wow. Decides. 
That was like 1943. He's he's running it wow. again. 1943. This is almost. Wait, when did it begin? 18. 18. 1784. Oh my god! The, so this is like almost 200 years later. So 17, 160 yeah, years later. T- 17. 1943. Yeah. This Bill Senior guy is like, screw this. I'm gonna take over and watch this. I'm gonna burn my family's recipe. Oh my god. He burns it. Right, and he's like, "Watch really? this! Get out of town, kids! Just starting the over." New generation, they're like, "Oh, but that was great grand grand puppies. <laughs> it was great grandpappies." You didn't have to burn it. So, around 1951, he starts experimenting in his kitchen. He's like, "Let's Whoa. take the local corn." <laughs> this is where, like, the all you know, like he gets the yeah. top part. I was like, "Wait, if we take local corn, yeah. <laughs> and mix it up with melted barley," and he starts baking in his kitchen. He didn't have a distillery. Oh my god! Right, so things are happening. And I guess was he gay? He sounds like a fabulous gay chef. He might have been. He was married to a woman named March. I didn't say Mark. So <laughs> he has this idea. He's like, "Listen, I want to. I want to make some new whiskey. I'm going to change the name. We're going to really. We're going to make this happen." Right. And he gets investments, and everything happens. And he has to wait a few years, from like 1953 till 1958, when the first bottle was sold as the name Maker's Mark. Wow. Uh, yeah. Can I get a Maker's Ginger? You've heard it. Of course. You'll hear it tonight. It's you'll This hear guy it. did all this work just so someone could mix it with freaking ginger yeah, ale. Yeah, make his not yeah, not even like real ginger ale, like Seagram's ginger like, ale. Anyway. Uh the reason they got the, they changed the name. That's crazy. And it was the reason that they came up with the word maker's mark was his wife Marge used to collect pewter and okay. she would always look for on the back of the pewter would be like mark of the maker. Oh my god. And then she thought she also used to have a vintage this is where like collecting antiques pays off. Trust yeah. me folks, I am a huge antiquer and I bet you are too. She collected <laughs> vintage cognac bottles and they always used to be dipped in wax. And she said, "What if we did the same thing and dipped it in red Marge. wax?" Marge. Marge. Marge is a class act. Class act Marge, his wife Marge, she basically sealed the deal. <laughs> 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 and Maker's Mark 1958 was sold for $7 a bottle, $7 a bottle, and it was an instant success, and it oh took off God. ever since. And who knows, you know, then the rest is history. Yeah. Now, drunk frat boys are like, yo, bro, look, three makers and diet. Um, Ugh. I know. But that's. I like Maker's you Mark. You know what? I will say my first memory of having a really good Manhattan, it was always made with Maker's Mark. Yeah. When you're first buying whiskey, you get to take that little, the little red, the yeah. little red cap, and if you've never done it, you can take. It actually is real wax. Yeah, it's and wax. It's, you take it off, and it's Thanks just to Marge. It's glam. It's, it's pretty. Glam. It is glam. I I like Maker's Mark. I think it's of, good bourbon. Out of all the the bourbons, it, it really is stuck, and it's one of the most famous, and it's pretty delicious. It is. It's, uh, listen, I think it's absolutely fine. It's certainly not like if you're gonna just sip something, and like there's so many whiskey snobs out there. It's like my Pappy Van Winkle that cost eight thousand dollars a shot. I okay, I take your Pappy Van really... Winkle and shove it. Yeah, exactly. You guys are Pappy. Who cares? Good for you. Exactly. You want a prize? I like Maker's Mark, and I like your story. You know, I thought it was a, uh, about a family of perseverance. It was about Absolutely. somebody deciding to take this old tradition, but also make it a new thing and rebrand mm-hmm. it. And he said, you know what? Hey, it's, in, it's it was in his blood. Yeah. And apparently Marge's, too. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah. That's amazing. He I'm just sure there was took, all kinds of other Montney drama after, but I bet he took that family recipe and his grandfather's like ashes and like burned them all in a fire. He's like, yeah. and his father's ashes, He's like, yeah. fuck all y'all yeah, and yeah. your recipe. I'm You'll making my mark. No maker's mark. <laughs> I'm the maker now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my mark. mark. And my wife's name is Mark. <laughs> <laughs> mark Marge. Yeah. She's Marky she's Marge. Like maker's Marge. 
<laughs> that would have been maybe. It, it just rolls off the tongue. He's like, no, we'll name it Mark. Yeah. Maker's Marge. After my real wife, Mark. So okay. do tell. What is I what have a tragedy, story today. Yes. What tragedy do you have for us? I have a low story about whiskey. I'm and already I, sad. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you. I almost thought this should be a two-parter because I was like, there's so many shitty low stories about whiskey of awful things happening. I want to just mm. briefly mention, but we were talking about Prohibition. I was reading, a, I almost did a story about how during Prohibition, uh, the government was poisoning moonshine so that people would stop bootlegging and drinking moonshine. And they didn't stop. It just killed all these people. Wow. Yeah. Which is, yeah. that was a contender. Then there was another giant explosion fire. So and it sounds like alcohol <laughs> creates a lot of. <laughs> it can cause some problems. Some I've known it to. Stress. Yeah. It, it's, it not only causes hangovers, it causes fires. And oh, Marlanta. You know why I have a hangover today? Tell Folks, us. Folks, I have a hangover. Japanese whiskey. I've never had Japanese whiskey. Well, apparently I had a plenty last night. Yeah. I'm and sorry. I just had a plenty. I drank whiskey last night too, and I normally don't. And I went in to uh, have a drink at my uh, local uh, up at Frankie's, and mm-hmm. the bartender was like, "Gin martini for you, Laura?" Because that's normally what I drink. And I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, not so fast. The weather has dipped below fifty degrees. I'm on to bourbon." Yeah. And I had I had a Manhattan, and then I had two more. Classic Manhattan. I'm not okay. hungover though. Somehow it's because I gorged on popcorn when i got home <laughs> yes well when you're in your 40s things tend to shift downward yeah downward and your hangovers become something else. i get really bad hangovers but i don't have one today all right go ahead zara anyway so i'm gonna tell you a story about a little gentleman it's gonna begin with a, a man that we call this is also a family story i like families <sighs> you know what my topic's about so don't don't ruin it for the listeners because i'm gonna try to re- do a big reveal kind i'm gonna copy candlesticks <laughs> No, that's, <laughs> I just like candlesticks. Go ahead. It's okay. Foxes. Um, okay. So we begin the story with a gentleman by the name of Thomas Lincoln. I like Thomas. Born in the year 1778 in Virginia. Thomas then moved to Kentucky when he was a little bit older. After uh, it had become a state. Asked, uh, yes, after it had become a state. Yeah. What year did it become a state? In 1792. Oh, right. Kentucky yeah. became a So he stoke. moved to just a place that had no name. He's like, where am I? There, people are just like, you're somewhere. We you're don't know here. what it's called. It's a territory. <laughs> you're, you're, don't worry. We took it from those Native Americans. You're here wherever you are. Um, actually, he saw his father killed at the age of eight by a Native American in the yard. And then his family. I bet it like, was brutal. It's, uh, I bet it was probably. Can you imagine your backyard just strange. Like a person strange. just comes out of the woods. And like on a horse you. and just like hacks off yeah, your head. Bye. Mommy. Yeah. Dad is murdered. Yeah. We have like a squirrel outside our window. Yeah. Like, we're like, ah! We're like, oh my god, intruder! <laughs> That's like, no, very there's true. An, a, a, a very angry person, that, just murderers everywhere. Well, but they were infringing upon their land. Uh, pro- I mean, I, I, I'm in no way saying that they're unjustified in murdering. It still doesn't take away the fact that it must have been very scary to have murder people trying to kill you everywhere. Yeah, and wow, extremely scary for the Native Americans because they're like, we were already here, and then now you're, god, yeah. No wonder they needed whiskey. Yeah. Like, yes. I need something to take the edge off. You know, when you have like a crazy day and you're like, oh God, like, oh, oh my God, oh I, God, you know, the subway took 25 minutes to come. I need a drink. These people are like, there's people trying to kill me absolutely everywhere. Everyone has scurvy. Um, and children I mean, are that, dying. Again, like, babies maritime. are dying. Yeah. Everyone's getting... dead. There's like oxen. There's dysentery. The blacksmith again. Like, yeah. chick clank. Like, stop the clinking. <laughs> 
stop hammering. There's so much clinking. Can all you the bread is stale. The hangovers in that time. Yeah. Oh, the smell. smelly, smelly oh. butts and armpits and balls. Stop. Go to the everywhere. Story. I need you to continue on. And murder all the time everywhere. All right. We have no right to even complain or okay, be like, I need a drink. Okay, you giving me the backstory. I feel okay. terrible. Go ahead. Anyway, so he gets married in 1806 and he has two sons. Um, so he ends up moving to, he can't really hold a job. He's not like very good at working anywhere. Oh, kind of like me. <laughs> um, I didn't want to draw any comparisons, but if you say so. Um, so you can only work for one week at a time. Trust me. He was kind of the same way. Um, so he went to go work at a distillery that was owned by Wadi Boone, who is a relative of pioneer Daniel Boone. Huh. Raccoon hat wearing Daniel Boone. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, it was, uh, they made, he made great whiskey, but he decided to take the family and move to Indiana for reasons that are still unclear. So they all go to Indiana. He trades everything he has for a couple barrels of whiskey because he's like, I'm going to go out on my own and do my own whiskey trading thing and nobody's going to stop whiskey me. Whiskey trading. Okay, yeah. I like this. It was lucrative. So sells everything. This is the guy that couldn't keep a job. Guy who can't keep a job. Works for Daniel Boone's like kinfolk. People that can't keep a job are meant to be CEOs. That's just... Well, that's, this yeah. unfortunately doesn't happen to oh. Thomas Lincoln. They're on the river. <laughs> He's with his two sons no. and they get shipwrecked and all of the whiskey that he traded everything no. for and all his tools get like go no. floating off to sea. Oh. Yeah. And so then he tries to open a bunch of different farms and like three farms that he has like fail he can't really do anything he makes one of his sons he makes both of his sons work so hard that people describe it that he treated them like actual slaves he was really cruel and his relationship with his one son well i am thinking about having children now (laughs) go ahead i forgot you can make them into (laughs) slaves (laughs) uh his relationship with his one son gets so bad that he the son like doesn't even go to his funeral and he dies and that son's name was abraham (gasps) lincoln Oh, God, what a... Honest Abe. Honest Abe had a not so great... Honest Abe had a whiskey-peddling father. So then when Abe becomes kind of like, you know, in his 20s, you know, before he runs for president, his first Mm -hmm. thing he does, he saves up some money and he opens up uh, like a trading shop, uh, a variety store kind of thing with his friend. Yeah, the variety store. Uh, Like a... I forget what you call it. Like a... Not a... Sundries? Yeah, like sundries. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, like a five and dime type thing. Yes. A meat and three. Swi- oh, wait, sorry. Swi- <laughs> I'm Put your swizzle sticks and pipe yeah. smoke. Of the corned beef. Uh, yes, with the side of the uh, sizzled corn. No, <laughs> different, sorry. Can I get a grain bowl? Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> yeah. like, what's that? Can I get a grain bowl with some um, acai berries and some like avocado on the side? Do you have like tahini dressing, but like without those seeds? Oh, and seeds? I like those pumpkin seeds. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. So he opens a, a general a general store. Mm, I like general um, stores. And they sell uh, whiskey by the bottle and by the glass. But general stores in that time were like kind of operating as taverns, but they'd have them like hidden in the back. So just keep in the back of your mind that Abraham Lincoln was a licensed bartender and he was the only president that we've ever had that's been a bartender. I couldn't know how to make a proper cocktail. Exactly. Um, so his partner dies young from drinking uh, in the general store business. Okay. And he leaves him with all this debt and that totaled about $1,100, which in today's money is like $800 million. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Eight. a lot, but he's honest Abe, so he paid it off. He worked hard. He put his nose to the grindstone. He pulled himself up by his size oh. 18 bootstraps. God, and now he, I'm feeling real. Yeah, he he's like, I'm not going money. to be my father. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm not going to be a loser and let everything wash down the river. So fast forward up to the year 1860. 
And Abraham yes. Lincoln wins the election to become the 16th president of the United States of America. Now, uh, yes. during this election, there's something called the temperance movement. Ever heard of it? Yes. The temperance movement was basically like a fringe. Uh, it was made up of like fringe kind of group of people, much like the Tea Party is today. Yes, yes. But yet... Uh, just like the Tea Party, even though it was like a small sect of people in the country, they had such like a loud, obnoxious voice that people somehow took them seriously and mm-hmm. they had political sway. So Abe Lincoln became compassionate to temperance and was like against alcohol, was like kind of very puritanical in some ways. Well, religious. I think I a, there was a lot that the women and children were feeling actually getting abused that that's oh yeah there was a reason that this happened again that was when i was talking about the the average american at that time right perhaps was drinking a half a that's like a just, really good point so, so people were these very angry and very hardworking. very it was a very depressing time for a lot of people you know yeah. so war, lots of strife of course they're drinking away their feelings and then they're hungover right and then they're <laughs> just like me today and... and then they're beating their heads against the wall mm-hmm. and they're telling zara why are you doing that leave me alone <laughs> And now I'm, I'm just sorry. Yeah, well, you know what? I just tried to pet your beard. It's so nice. Yeah, well, I don't like nice. Okay, I so know. that's what whiskey does to you. So whiskey makes people absolutely insane. And these temperance folks, whether they were uh, puritanical prudes or they were actually battered yeah. wives who needed to kind of mm-hmm. stand up for themselves, uh, they were against the consumption of alcohol. Of beverages. course. So yeah, as I said, Abe jumps on the temperance bandwagon. He uh, reinstates yes. the whiskey tax, which I just mentioned before, which had gone. On and off and on and off. Builds our schools and our churches. Uh, yeah, it does. Paves the roads. It was something that was uh, lays down the Jefferson tracks. Wa- like original originally wanted it or put it into law, and then George Washington repealed it, and it went back and forth. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Wait, George Washington was the first president. Something like that. But Thomas Jefferson was not the president, obviously, but he was a lawmaker before Washington became president. Yes, of course, he was around. Okay. I he, don't know. Please. He was growing marijuana in his backyard. Uh, somebody Wikipedia that and send it, send the <laughs> answer to Roland us. Roland splits. He's like, here's some tobacco and some of this uh, marijuana. So yes. Anyway, he reinstates the whiskey tax, uh, which at the time made up for seventy percent of the federal budget. Well, how about that? Yeah, they got seventy percent of the money for the country well, from whiskey. People were uh, were. Drinking, drunk, uh, yeah, drunk, 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 barfing everywhere, sleeping in the streets, sleeping with their neighbors, sleeping with their animals, sleeping oh, through God. work, lots of sleeping, waking up and drinking. Uh, I wrote here in 1962, but obviously that's incorrect, and I meant in 1862 <laughs> uh, to fund the Plus civil war. <laughs> to fund the civil war, he signs into law the Revenue Act of 1862, which has the excise tax, which. Adds tax to all things like uh, sin, basically sin taxes. So cigarettes, liquor, tobacco, playing cards, gunpowder, oh, feathers. Yep. Never trust a feather. Telegram. <gasps> Never trust a feather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the feather is a sin, according yeah. to Abraham Lincoln. He's like, those fluffy, fluffy feathers. Uh, uh, put a feather in your hat and call it a Yankee doodle. <laughs> I don't trust him. No, go ahead. That's sinister feather. Telegrams, iron, leather, pianos. Oh, I love a piano. <laughs> Yachts, carriages, billiard tables, and jewelry. All so every, everything. Anything chill. Anything. 
Yeah. So anyway, everything got taxed and people were extremely upset about the this. The only thing worth living yeah. <laughs> for in He's late like, chocolate, salami. Like anything that will make you mildly happy and yeah. not want to drink whiskey, too bad. Coats. Double tax. Makeup. Triple tax. Uh, in 1865, mm-hmm. unfortunately, something bad happens no, to old don't. Abraham Lincoln. Um, so the day is April 14th. Uh, Lincoln, obviously, as we all know, has, you know, freed the slaves. He did a lot to progress this country uh, forward. It's very, this is very sad. Be a model citizen. Yeah. And being a gentleman. He was tall. And a wonderful leader. Great face structure. Yeah, exactly. Something called a good leader. Like with a good heart and yeah. an honest an Abe. Honest, wow. honest, honest Abe. Donald yeah. Trump, you and your fucking hamburger taco bowl, whatever bullshit. All right. So April 14th, 1865. Uh, as we all know, Abraham Lincoln is at the Ford Theater in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Wilkes Booth is oh, next God. door He's at snake. the Taltaval's Star Saloon. He buys a pint of whiskey. Oh, there you go. Chugs Lowers half it. of it. Wait, puts a the, pint. They sold whiskey by the pint. In bars. Like in, uh, instead of a pint of beer, which right. is 16 ounces. Right, which but is, it's a glass pint with a top. Okay, but so still. it's like one of those large oh. I, Long Island iced teas. Yes, in measurements. Correct. Exactly. It's one <laughs> yeah. styrofoam t- uh, teacup. So he buys a pint of whiskey, drinks half of it, puts the rest in his pocket. Who's next to him at the bar? Also drinking whiskey, oh. not with the president. The president's bodyguard. The same bar. Drinking. Getting wasted on whiskey. While Lincoln is watching the show, okay. which was a play called Our American Cousin. I actually never knew what the play was. I was like, oh, what was the play? Uh, John Wilkes Booth sees the opportunity to get close to the president as his bodyguard is not there. And uh, John Wilkes Booth, I, I, I guess, was a uh, actor. So he was uh, like, people knew him around there so he could get into the. Yeah, like, hey, don't they're like, oh, hey, John. Yeah. So he got in. He. You know, shot Lincoln in the back of the head. He dies after about eight, I think it was eight hours in a coma. Poor thing. God, what a terrible... Yeah. Really, 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 really awful. Uh, And Andrew Johnson becomes uh, the next president. Let's rethink our Manhattans for tonight. (laughs) Does everybody have a question? That's really sad. It is really sad. It's also... It's interesting, though. His life began and ended entangled in whiskey and he himself it's a really great didn't story drink and yet he like lost people to whiskey the person who murdered him was wasted on whiskey found with a bottle of whiskey in his back pocket his dad was into whiskey lost the family fortune to whiskey like but he was this like up like yeah, stand-up guy is, uh... who added tax to whiskey and people all freaked out on him do you ever hear the thing where you know where people say oh like oh do you, oh they're whiskey they're whiskey angry or whiskey rage or something yeah Whiskey or whiskey dick. dick. That's when you're trying to have sex with a guy and his penis is asleep on whiskey. Yeah, whiskey dick. But it's actually cocaine, but they just disguise it as whiskey. Oh, that's cocaine dick. That's when your dick won't stop trying to give you a, its, its favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, but have you heard this song off this like rare cut and this B-side uh, of this album? Oh my God. I, but my um, parents and your, your dick just tells you all about like your childhood. It's childhood. Yeah. Well, so whiskey is known. I do feel when I drink whiskey, uh, in fact, I can relate right this second mm-hmm. because I am currently experiencing a whiskey, champagne, vodka, 
a bourbon cognac hangover. <laughs> I forgot about the tequila. <laughs> silly girl. I That's crazy. I have a crazy. problem. I have a problem. Oh my God. It's a delicious problem. Anyway, no, I do actually do feel. <laughs> I just spit out my double strong dandelion. I have. Uh, I had some very expensive whiskey and I actually do feel my physical body feels really good, but I feel very uh, crazy. Yes. And it's also full moon, and I'm also me. You're like, I feel crazy. So I, like, I want to murder <laughs> yeah. somebody sitting across from me. Uh, yes. Uh, could I get you to that backside? There's a girl I don't like. <laughs> I mean, uh, like her. I just, uh, a, I need to sit behind her with a gun. I like her. I just want to kill her. <laughs> well, what the heck? I know. Crazy. So should we talk on top three today a little bit yeah, about... Yeah, let's, let's just shift this right away, because I that was I feel like we should have said... That's fine. You know what? We have to You think we should strength. do the high... No. I think we need to high. realize... What happens when you drink too much whiskey? And it's terrible. But, you know, and also... Also, I, a pint of whiskey is a little insane. It's a lot. And, I mean, you... Even a half I probably drank a pint of whiskey, though, last night. If you... A pint of whiskey? Yeah, probably. That's... I guess it's only eight shots. I mean, I probably... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy from Wisconsin. It's like, well, this really is only eight shots. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And if one of those shots, shots is like a... Listen, I'll tell you this. Whenever I used to bartend back in, in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I remember I learned from a very... Uh, from this very old man. He's like, here's how you make a drink. He's like, you take the glass and you pack it full of ice <laughs> and you fill it with booze, right? So they think they're getting a deal, but you know, you're filling it with booze. So they're happy and they get drunk fast and they keep coming back for more. Yeah. He's like, no, that's how you make, that's how you make money. And I was that's like, that's no. how you make a cocktail. Yeah, that's how you make a cocktail. No mixing or stirring like these no hipsters are doing in Williamsburg. Hipsters. I had, um, Actually, it's bed now. I like a Manhattan and I had a couple of rye Manhattans last night. Rye, yes. Delicious. Okay, so Such what's our drink. top three? Our top three. Our top three. Each we should say our top three place cocktail bars. Okay. That just have to include, well, I mean, kind of includes whiskey, right? Yeah, I think it should be a great place to get a nice cocktail, okay, specifically are, like where you can get a great Manhattan. Great. Uh, we are top three, and we'll do this separately, and we are not going to include our two favorite bars, which we uh, own stock and pay all of their rent every month. <laughs> Brooklyn or, Social or and Henry Public. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn dun, Social dun, and Henry dun. Public are your favorite bars. Yes. Automatically Goes on Life's saying. a Banquet. We promote them. They're both in Cobble Hill and Carroll Gardens in Brooklyn. Please go and visit. Uh, Definitely. And But my three favorite cocktail bars, I'm still, you know what? I don't, I hate to say it. Well, why would I hate to say it? I don't love know. it. Love it and live I it. I love to say it. Live it and love it. I have been doing positive affirmations every day except for today because of the whiskey. See what happens. <laughs> today you're like, Brett, and I hate all. you. Brett, yeah. and I hate you. Brett, and I hate yeah, you. Yeah, like, you're a failure. You're a failure. Why do you do this? What's wrong with you? Uh, time and time again, I, it's like a repeat. You're basically a sociopath. Yeah. Gramercy Tavern. Yeah. Okay, love that. Gramercy Lovely. Tavern on 20th Street in Manhattan. Okay. I've I'm been saying once. New York City once. Yeah. Uh, and then my other favorite place it, to get whiskey is... <sighs> go ahead. I can't... I have to think about this for two seconds. You want me to go first? Go ahead. Yeah. Give me your three. Okay. My top three places... My f- top three favorite cocktail bars. Um, I really do love Clover Club. It holds like a very special place in my yes, heart. Yes, 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 it's yes. It's lovely. It's warm. Julie, who owns it, is the greatest. It's an institution. I really like it there. Yes. Oh, I thought of one. Go ahead. Um, I guess 
if I'm going to get a Manhattan, if I'm going to have a whiskey drink, mm. I my mind automatically goes, my number two is going to have to be the bar at Keens. Oh, yes. Keens is a steakhouse in yeah. mid, early, midtown. Early, early midtown. Thir- yeah, early midtown. Young, it's on like young midtown. <laughs> little midtown, we call it. It's on like 38th, I think, between mm-hmm. 5th and 6th. Yes. Right, um, right before Times Square. I love that place very, very much. And I think my number one place to get a whiskey cocktail interesting um well hold on i'll tell you oh I'll you want to go okay i'll, I'll think s- about I'll, mine yeah you think about your so obviously my number one is gramercy tavern you go there in the fall in the winter and they have this beautiful uh wonderful you know floral arrangement all over the place and it's yeah. rustic and fun and you can smell the wood-burning oven uh, and it's just gorgeous and you sit at that gorgeous bar and you get a nice manhattan and it's just the most elegant of experiences Beautiful. And then when I'm feeling real kind of down and dirty, mm. uh, I like to go to uh, <laughs> Alibi Bar in oh, Fort yeah. Green. Alibi is an old school. I love Alibi. Classic old New York Coke den. Yes. Uh, and you can go. Shot in a beer. Shot in a beer. $5. You $5. You can go still in New York City to this mm-hmm. day. I don't think they've raised the price since I don't think 1991. So and there's always a curmudgeonly old bartender. That's always really nice. Like first angry and then kind of nice. And Yeah. You know, kind of, the kind of bartender is like five which is like five, like yeah. five what? Like five dollars, like five. five. Yeah. Like, and then just doesn't. And you just seem... give him a high five. Yeah. And you're like, hello. So Alibi's an old <laughs> dive bar, Fort Greene, Brooklyn. And then go ahead. What's your favorite one? Uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble picking a favorite one because I have a bunch. I do have a favorite one that I don't really want to recommend only because I'm, I'm angry because I have yeah. a friend who worked at this place and, and she was improperly let go of. So my actual favorite place is I'm not going to say, I'm that. not going to say where, but my favorite place is somewhere. I'm not going to actually What about say. anywhere in Long Island? Um, there's nowhere in Long Island that I really like to go get a whiskey cocktail. Um, I guess my number one favorite, if I had to say mm-hmm. is go ahead. the, yes. I'm going to go ahead and say Raul's. Oh, folks, Raul's folks. We, I've, I forget. I actually just walked by there last yeah. week. Raul's. With a R A O U L, yeah. like a French Raoul, is on. It's on like Prince. Spring Street. Is it Spring? I can't remember. Spring it's or in Prince? Soho, some, Soho somewhere. Yeah, yeah, off of Thompson, yeah. and it's a cute French bistro restaurant. Oh, like I think it was like from the 1970s, late 70s, and they are known for their fabulous burger. Oh which yeah, is not, I've never had it. Uh, well, I haven't. I actually only at the bar. I have not. Yeah, it's only at the bar, and it's they only have a few of them. Yeah. you can actually get it at brunch. I found out, but they're uh, you can get a nice Manhattan there. And yeah, it's super old school in New York. It just feels fabulous. And their burger has, it has this like triple cream cheese. Ooh. I was talking to Peter Shelsky mm. about it months ago and he was saying that he had it and that it was great. And they're supposed to have really great fries. And again, yeah. I have not had the burger and fries. We should I, go. Let's go I went there one time and had a cocktail when I was single on Valentine's Day years Aww. ago. And I went there. I was like, I'll have the burger. They're like, uh, it's a, a tasting menu only tonight. I'm like, but I'm a, <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm a screw sick. Valentine's Day. And I was day. like, I'm one of my like, I'm here alone at the bar and I'm proud exactly. of it. And they're like, take myself I was like, can out. Can I just get the fr- the side of the fries? Like, nope. I was like, but I'm just here alone at the bar. Like, nope. Yeah. They're find, very, you're like, find a loved one. You loser. Yeah, get out of here. Get, get out, out of here. Singles party for you kids. I was, I was having a hard time answering because I was between that and Grand Central Oyster Bar. Grand Central Oyster is good. I don't. That's not where I'd go for a whiskey cocktail. It's just my yeah. favorite bar, though. Well, I'll tell you one thing, and I've, I'll say it again, and I'll say it again. I say it again. Uh, is Tornado Club in Madison, uh, Wisconsin? I want to go. 
it's good in the summer, the winter, but you go there, Tornado Club, first of all, you get a giant triple size martini glass, probably like seven or eight bucks still. How fabulous. And you can get a really nice Manhattan at this beautiful, so the Tornado Club is a state, it's right on Capitol Hill in Madison, Wisconsin, and it is original, it's like an original 19 kind of 50s, mid-century modern, very little has been changed, and it is glam with a capital G. That is so cool. I so really want to go. Yeah, that's my number one. I actually have one more that I want to mention. Okay. So um, I have another number one. So my dad, like he stopped drinking in like the last year that he was alive, but mm-hmm. he was always a big time whiskey drinker, a bourbon oh, drinker. Oh, yeah. He loved bourbon and he could drink a bottle of bourbon oh, and yeah. be totally functional and, and cool. And he didn't abuse anybody. No. And he wasn't like an alcoholic either. He just was a big guy and he has a very, he had a very high tolerance for alcohol. So. He would sit, uh, he would come up to Brucey sometimes and like, he loved Brucey and he came up for the couple of years. Restaurant. Yeah. And he would come sit at the end of the bar and he'd bring everyone barbecue from North Carolina on dry ice. And he would sit and drink like a bottle of bourbon. And his favorite drink was a Manhattan. And when I'd go visit him oh, in Asheville. Fun. Yeah. When I went to go visit him in Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, he would always have Manhattans. He would make them for us. Um, whenever we'd go out, he'd have one. And his favorite restaurant was a place that's also one of my favorite restaurants. We didn't get to go there. It's called the Ad Admiral. The Admiral, I've heard about it's this. It's really cute. It's in this like old dive bar space. It's like the food is delicious. My dad and I, it was like our place. We would always go there and he'd always get in Manhattan. And after he died, my mom came down to help me like close up the house. And we went out for like a farewell dinner for my dad. And we went to the Admiral. Again, if you don't know, my parents were actually divorced. They hadn't seen each other in like 25 years. So it was oh, kind of wow. weird that my mom was there and we were doing that together. Very but it was cinematic. very nice. And we went to the Admiral and had Manhattans. My mom also doesn't really drink bourbon, but she did that night. And we had Manhattans and like thought about my dad. And it was really nice. And so I think that actually is my favorite place to get oh, that's a whiskey very drink. Sweet. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah. That was, what a wonderful city. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, and then, oh, wait. We have to give our, do our chef recommends. Oh. Let's, let's do recommend. What could you put whiskey in? Let's each name okay. a couple things we could put whiskey in. Okay. Here's my focus this week. Okay. Chef recommends making a chocolate whiskey cake. Yum. Um, now, I haven't made one. I was supposed to make it today, but it was hungover. Shocking on whiskey. Uh, <laughs> ironic, isn't it? Don't you think? And But there is a really wonderful recipe in the New York Times, and I haven't made it yet, but there's two that come to mind, which is Melissa Clark had a recipe for a chocolate whiskey cake, Yum. which if you Google that on the New York Times, it'll show up. It's from, it was from another restaurant that she had adapted. It's really wonderful. And then the other one is Dory Greenspan. Perfect. One of my, my The most favorite, perfect little lady. My fabulous non-friend friend. But Remember when we met her? Yes, we met Dory Greenspan and I'm obsessed. But she has a recipe for a, I think it's a prune armagnac cake, which you can Ooh. also sub any kind of whiskey, <gasps> scotch whiskey, whatever. And <sighs> she got fired at that restaurant that she worked as a pastry chef for fiddling with the recipe. Oh my And the God. recipe was written by Simone Beck. Oh yeah, who, who wrote was, The Art of French Cooking yeah, with Julia Child. Child. So kind of funny little story. Wow, that's amazing. Chocolate, whiskey, or you know, prune whiskey oh, cake. That, that sounds, sounds fun, right? That sounds delicious. Okay, what is your chef My recommends? chef recommends tip is something that I used to do at Brucey, which was use Laphroaig as a garnish. Oh, Zara, this is so yummy. So Laphroaig, for anyone who doesn't know, is a very peaty scotch. Super what smoky. Is, what is like, peaty? Peaty is smoky, smoky yeah. right? So if you've ever had scotch that tastes smoked, like kind of like if you, Mezcal is yeah. all the rage now, kind of that same it's flavor. It's actually smoked, introduced into the, right. into the liquid. So... Uh, we used to take Laphroaig, not cooked down or anything, and we'd put it in a squirt bottle and drizzle it on certain things that we wanted to add that flavor you had to. That ice cream. Oh yeah, 
we would put it on top of ice cream, drizzle it on top of ice cream with honey. Delicious. That's amazing. Some sea salt. That's a nice little I would mix. do it on top of like soups though. Like a lot of times, like I'd make like a cream mm-hmm. of potato soup or, or just a, a little, cream oh, of that's mushroom a really soup. really good idea. And then you do a drizzle of Laphroaig on top and then a drizzle of olive oil and it's delicious. Okay. I think you're a chef. Not that there's a competition, but okay. So here's the perfect fault. Ready? Yes. You're planning a dinner party. <gasps> the holidays are coming up. You're gonna make a nice like roast meat or something, and mm. then exactly you'll have for your your you'll have a, a nice potato leek cream soup or yes. cream of mushroom soup, and then totally. again you'll go and you you can get those small bottles. Yeah, that's perfect, and just drizzle it in. And it's you know what? If delicious. you can't, if uh, Laphroaig ten is too expensive because it's a I think it's around fifty or sixty dollars yeah. a bottle. Ask your liquor store uh, retail person, yes, helper, and just say, "Hey, listen, I I want to spend around twenty twenty five bucks, perfect, or or whatever you can afford, and just say, hey, what's something that's like Laphroaig? And they will usually give you something. I got a very perfect. inexpensive scotch that I use for cooking. That's really smart because you don't really same, need like no, it does the same trick, right? If you have like a peaty scotch at home, like already, then use a drizzle a bit. And if not, then yeah, that's a great idea. And you can also cook it into something. But there is something really cool about that, like uncooked like sharp whiskey flavor as a garnish. Mm-hmm. You can try that. I mean, that's actually kind of a fun yeah. tip so for a lot of that, things. Serve your guests. And then of course, you know, for dessert, then you like do a whiskey <gasps> dinner whiskey and cake. you have exactly have a chocolate whiskey cake with some whipped cream with just a little bit of whiskey in it. Ooh. Oh. Well, we did actually, this is just jogging my memory. I had completely forgot about this. We had a friend a couple of years ago, uh, Craig, who yes. was the brand ambassador for McAllen. Oh, he had and lots of bottles of whiskey. Yeah, and house. we did a whiskey dinner. Oh, right, you know Craig. And we did mm-hmm. a whiskey dinner at Brucey for McAllen using whiskey in every course. And I don't remember everything we made, but I did just remember that we made a whiskey pasta. And so when you make pasta, you always put water. If you make fresh pasta, mm-hmm. you put eggs and you put some water into flour, semolina. And instead of using um, water, we put whiskey, a little bit of whiskey in and we used that Probably evaporates and then just did it yeah. with like a whiskey with like a whiskey brown butter sauce. Well, it was delicious. There you go. Yeah. Really fun. I think we can stop there. I think so too. Oh, I have wow. one quote that I'd like to end on from uh, Abraham Lincoln. It's about, it's to you. Yes. <clears throat> stop drinking so much. You fool. <laughs> Breton, <laughs> you have a problem. AA meeting down the street. I told no. Um, <laughs> I'm a success today because I had a friend who believed in me and I didn't have the heart to let him down. Oh, <laughs> I'm almost crying. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's very sweet. <laughs> Listen, everybody, please send us your comments, your emails again. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Yes. Life's a banquet show, right? Oh, our email. <laughs> Life's a banquet show at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Life's a banquet podcast. And then also, um, we have a Patreon page. And even if you donate $1 per month, yeah, um, even 50 cents, even 50 cents would be awesome because that adds up and then we can kind of do some cooler things. And, you know, maybe next time we do a bourbon episode, we could actually afford to buy some bourbon to <laughs> yes. drink. Could you imagine? Cause I drank it all <laughs> last night. All right, folks, listen, have a great week. All right. Happy yep. Halloween. Oh, and get those whiskey dinners going. Hasta la whiskey pasta. Acha. Um, bye. All of our episodes are recorded right here at Studio 54 at the heart of Fort Fort Green, Green, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Our rock star award-winning sound editor and producer is Christine Farrell. I'm Zara Tangora. And I'm Bretton Scott. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.